This is the MFG Cast. Hey everybody, it's uh, 2015, we're starting anew here, um, we're going to kick things off with uh, a great guest here, you know him as Alex in the office, you also know him as John Cunningham in L.A. Noir. now come on people, if you if you read who we're talking to, you know who he is, it's Rich Summer. Hi! Hi Rich! Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? I'm good, you named, you named, I, it's always funny, I, I like to know, you know, what uh, sort of how someone's going to introduce me and um, sometimes they'll like pull it it'll be straight off of my Wikipedia page which I've never uh, ever touched so uh, whatever information is on there is not mine but somebody wrote on there once they'll be like you uh, we have uh, a key- someone described online as a keen board gamer I'm like what does that even mean? I don't know what that means so I, I like that, that we have Alex from the office and uh, John Cunningham from LA Noir. Those are that's a good that's a solid intro. I'm in. I I can't take credit for it because I uh, I actually I actually kind of ripped it off of Doug Benson when you were on Doug Loves Movies because <laughs> he pulled he pulled off one of your obscure movies and then uh-huh. I, I went from there. I was like I got to do that. That's just too easy. It's just too easy. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, usually when we talk about a certain we usually take a genre of game. Or like some kind of topic, and we like to go through the years. So basically, we like to go from where we started with the game up until now. So we, my first question, our first question, is how you got into board games starting out, and then where you've gone from there until how you've become such a big board gamer now. My my path to board game keenness. Yes, um. yes, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> um, I always played games um my best friend growing up matt and i lived on the same street we uh, in in minnesota we met in third grade or so uh in cub scouts and, and he was an only child and my brother was a lot younger than me so we ended up hanging out a lot and we played games we just like would um <clears throat> flip through the book of hoyle uh card games and just you know find a two-player game spite and malice and just teach ourselves and we did that a lot and Slowly, we would pick up a couple of games. There was a store there in Minnesota called Games by James. I don't know if it's still... I think it's at the Mall of America still. Um, it's big but, here. Uh, yep. Oh, is it? Oh, good, good. Okay, so Games by James. Um, we picked up, like, Crib Golf, which was like a, a, a cribbage board, but it had a golf course printed on it, and there were water rules and sand trap rules, and it was really, you know, it was really cool. Um, so, so we started to kind of figure out that games were growing a little... Uh, beyond what we had uh, been introduced to. Anyway, fast forward, I went to grad school in Cleveland, Ohio, and I was flat broke. Uh, and I was walking through Tower City downtown. It's a big mall complex, shopping complex, and I found a game store that was going out of uh, business, and they had all of their games on way deep discount. So this is probably 2000, um, late 2003, early 2004. And I saw these games, and I wrote down a couple of the names, and one of them was Carcassonne. And um, I, I knew, you know, even at 75% off, I couldn't afford them So I to just, like, buy one. So I had to go home and research it. I went home and 
hopped on the computer and found this website at that time, very young website, uh, Board Game Geek, and realized that there was a whole thing going on that I had sort of uh, not yet caught on to. And so I went back and I bought Carcassonne and uh, slowly started building up, buying a couple games here and there. And that same friend, Matt, came to visit me in Cleveland from Minnesota and he said, hey, I just found this new board game called Settlers of Catan, and which at that point was almost 10 years old, obviously, it was like 80 years old. And we just, I said, wow, I found this one called Carcassonne, and we, we kind of started from there. And, and uh, now, I, I, I don't know. Um, I like games a lot. I, <laughs> I have a lot of games. I play a lot of games as often as I can. And um, it's certainly one of the ways I identify myself as far as, uh, you know, um, I, I think you know, my, I'm, I'm a dad and uh, I... Uh, like acting and I like playing games. I think that's pretty much how I, how I identify myself these days. Yeah. I, well, I would, I would identify you as a keen board game player. And all. <laughs> oh, good. With all well, with that description. Game, if if oh. we played a game, if we played a game, you would not call me so keen a player. I'm, I'm really <laughs> bad at games. That's the problem. I love playing them. I love learning them. I love teaching them. I love having them. I love reading the rules. I love punching out the components. Uh, I am not good at cracking the code for how to win a game. That's that. That's where I think the keen descriptor gets a little uh, off course. But but it's okay. It's yeah, okay. Yep. Hey, I'm in the same boat. It's playing playing with Mike here. It's it's sometimes it's a struggle. You know, it, to be Mike, a, are you there? I am here. I'm trying. Oh heck, hi Mike. No problem. I uh, been sick for a couple weeks, so I'm trying not to talk too much because I then I'll get a coughing low. fit. So. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to introduce Mike, but I totally forgot about it too. Sure. I'm just forgotten all the time. It's okay. He's usually very silent when we when we interview. So I told him I told him he could raise his hand or slap me on the head if if he needed to talk. So I usually. Well, hi, Mike. Hello. <laughs> okay, so you said you're married and you have a you have two kids. Is that I do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How old are they now? Seven and four. Seven and four. Okay. So are they into board gaming? Yeah, they, I, you know, they, they uh, kind of have caught on a little bit. Plus, obviously, I'm encouraging it. I've gotten them. I try to get them games that are a little outside of the mainstream. You know, even you know, Catan Junior, Kids of Carcassonne, um, uh, Magician's Kitchen, uh, uh, Catch a Falling Star, like a lot of the Haba games. Like trying to kind of show them things that are off the beaten path. Of course, every Christmas. They're out of out of the kindness of their hearts. Our family give them games, and it's like shoots and ladders and Monopoly and I'm, I'm, all, I'm, all those games I'm, you've played fifty million times before. Yeah, those, the, the games that we kind of chose to move away from. But but they, you know, we play them, we get them out, we play them, and the kids say, "Oh, this one takes too long," or "This one, you don't really get to do anything." And I'm like, "Ah, yes, it's working. It's working." <laughs> yeah, exactly. For Christmas this year, my son got. Uh, Superhero Squad shoots and ladders, and we have a shoots and ladders. So I'm like, oh, thanks a lot, Grandma. You know, <laughs> that's the one that we got was Superhero Squad. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we played like a 45 minute game of it. Oh my god! Table, Some of those old games. I mean, you just keep going down the oh. fucking shoot. Oh uh, yeah, over exactly. And over. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, come on! It rewards <laughs> nothing. No. It punishes it you. Does it? Yes. It it shows you how much patience you do not have. Yeah, how yep. dare you choose to play oh. a game with your family? Yeah, I'll I, show you. Yep, never, you know, never try to take those games and make them something different. We, um, 
one year for New Year's Eve, we took an uh, Logan's old school Candyland and we took it over to a friend's house and we played Drunk Candyland. <laughs> Drunk Candyland is every time you land on a orange, or if you get a double orange, you take so it's like a drink or a shot for each orange you got. You play a six player game of that. Things did not go well. No, Let's... everyone goes to the hospital. Exactly. Well, actually, my wife goes to the floor where we took a couple pictures, and then my wife um, also decides to throw up along the freeway quite a quite a bit a ways down the freeway. A couple. I bet times. she loves you telling. Oh, me she... <laughs> I can't I'm married, wait. and I know my wife loves me telling these. Oh, stories. of course. When I start editing this, which I do in front of her, she's gonna love it. She's gonna love it. Gonna love it. Okay, so you have a couple of kids. You've got them playing. I'm guessing because you, you've come into a little bit of money, you probably have more games than the average person. How many do you think you have at this point? Oh, Kurt. Well, <laughs> first of all, let me just say... Um, a keen amount? I think that people overestimate what people on TV make. I want to be clear <laughs> about that. I think that... Uh, I think you... Some people think that, that uh, say, uh, you know... Uh, Julia Roberts and also the entire cast of Mad Men get paid the same amount, uh, which is inaccurate. Um, <laughs> Basic Cable is a very different animal uh, from the feature film stardom world. Uh, but as Ninth Banana on Mad Men, uh, a Basic Cable show that you know we were lucky to get three and a half million people to watch a week, um, I, 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 my collection has grown certainly, uh, but uh, you know. <clears throat> It, to answer your question, I I do I keep I keep my database updated on on Board Game Geek my collection database, um, mainly because I like to you know search it and know, you know I trade a lot and whatever. Anyway, point would, is, would I, you I just believe, tell us, please? I believe I'm at 817 right now. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> and you just started getting pretty hardcore into games in what 2005? Yeah, I mean 2005. Actually, what's uh, 2005? January 1st, 2005 was when I first started logging games. So I just this January 1st uh, celebrated my, my I've, I've logged 10 years of gameplays. Okay. Um, so I, yes, I, I really got hardcore probably 2003, 2004. Okay. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a, uh, so that's uh, about, that's about 80, ga- 80 games a year. Uptick in the collection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So. I, I'm not. I'm not saying you have a lot of money. I'm not saying you have a little bit of money. I'm just saying you have, have a lot, lot of games. You have a lot of games. Yes. Correct. <laughs> okay. True. Good. Just want to make sure we got that all straightened up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now that we got through that, what do you? What would you say is your favorite genre of game? Oh, um, I'm. I really. I really do kind of run the gamut. I like so many types of games uh i for a while i would have said card driven games you know twilight struggle uh combat commander uh, we the people uh hannibal rome versus carthage uh 1950 the making of the president those kind of games were like really way my like basically anything jason matthews touched was like way my jam nice. um and it's still they still are to some effect although that started to wane a little bit like with labyrinth the war on terror things like that i started to kind of go eh it's getting a little much. Like I, what I liked about it was that it was pretty straightforward, and then it started to get a little too complex, and I didn't really need that. So that sort of went away a little bit. Um, I I don't know that there's a genre that I that I really. I mean, I re, I really look with 
the collection that I have, I mean, I can't really, I don't focus on a certain genre. I really do. I have a little bit of almost everything there. You know, there's, I'm trying to think if there's any straight genre. I don't have my, I guess like I don't have a lot of technical war games. Um, I mean, I have here, I stand and Virgin queen and I haven't played them, but I have them, those kinds of games, I guess. But, but I, I, so there, I don't know. I like party games lately. I've really been playing a lot of party games lately. Okay. Cool. There's my answer. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Well, when you, when you, no, when you like lots of games, I mean, you, it, it's hard to kind of pinpoint it to one thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. What about uh, some of your favorite games? I don't like to pick have people pick a top five. Blah blah blah. Just what are some of the some of your favorite games that you've ever liked? I mean, as far as like top rated on the Geek, I have two tens, and they are Combat Commander Europe and Demacher. Okay. Um, Mocker is the game that if someone asked me what's my favorite game, I'd say Demacher. Nice. Um, I love that game. Memoir 44 is probably up there, although I haven't gotten to play it in a couple of years. Uh, it's It has at least a nostalgic place for me because that was one of those early games that I really dove into. Mm-hmm. Twilight Struggle is definitely up there. I think that's just a, uh, an excellent game. I'm trying to think if there's anything really lately that's kind of been grim. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think those are, that's probably a safe place to start. Yeah, yeah those. Yeah, no worries. Do you have like a favorite publisher that you really like? I probably have. I mean, I look historically, it probably would be real grand. Although they, their production has slowed down so much. Although Rattlebones came out recently, I, I dug that a lot. Wow, um, I heard that's great. It's really fun. It's very light and fun, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's totally different from a lot of things I've played. Um, I, you know, I like I like. I love Stronghold. I think that Bonacore is uh, the man. His, uh, he's, he's, he makes some amazing choices uh, on both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he chooses some games that are just, uh, and I know he'll probably hear this because wherever Bonacore's name happens, Bonacore's ears are. So, of course, hi, Steve. We, we've interviewed him two or three times yeah. now. Yeah. So, hi, Steven. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I love, I, you know, I think the guy, he makes some of my, I mean, Confusion. Is is I don't know if you played Confusion, the Deception, and not yet. I've heard, I I know what it is. I have not. I wish it's awesome, and that was the first Stronghold game I played, and it completely like I made me a disciple of his totally. <laughs> um, and and I will try anything that Stephen puts out. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't stuck with all of them, but uh, many of them are still up there for me as, as games that I really like. I, I suppose so Stronghold is in there. Um, you know, so far with only, I think Gamelin Games only has three games out, but uh, so far they're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, Tasty Minstrel has a couple that I really love. Um, hang on. I'm going to, I'm in a little booth. I'm going to look in the game room. Booth. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Days of Wonder, of course, and oh, GMT. Course. I'm literally just going to list every publisher. I love <laughs> I told you to R&R. pick a favorite, not every favorite. Okay, but here, here's a, I don't have a single favorite. That's the answer. But I will say also, as I said, I've been really into party games lately. And R&R games, I think I sort of wrote them off a long time ago as like stuff I did. Because I, I kind of didn't care about party games. Yeah. But as I'm becoming a little older and I want to play with more people and I want my wife to play games with me, I've really started to find great affection uh, for the simple party game. Mm-hmm. And R&R makes some really great games like strike a pose that just came out last year yeah it, it looks i mean if uh, if someone describes it to you you will be like nope 
that sounds like a terrible yeah. thing. It's like, it's, like someone, then, it's like someone got you drunk and said, hey, let's do this thing. No, yes, go exactly. away. And then you play it, and it's awesome. Same with <laughs> Guess the Mess. Same with, I mean, all, you know, Smarty Party. Uh, they have, like, you know, take, a, take your best shot. Like, they have, they, they just have a great, they have, I, I am really high on R&R games lately. Nice, There's my answer. Nice. For now, it's party games and R&R games. Yes, all right. We, we got a decision out of you. Thank you. Here's, here's another newsflash. I, uh tend to be pretty verbose. I don't know if you've put that together yet, but I talk too much. So. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Sorry. about that. <laughs> well, um, now I'll just throw a couple of random questions at you. Have you ever, has anyone come to you, or have you ever thought about making your own game? By the way, Tiny Epic Galaxies has gone up uh, $8,000 since we've been talking. Um, <laughs> wow. Have I ever thought about making my own game? No, not eight. Ten thousand dollars. Okay, Michael um, Cole must be must be just shitting in his pants right now. It's pretty exciting. I mean, it's. I mean, it, and this is still day one. That is, so it's crazy. It will show some appreciable slowdown, but it, it it's you know, already. Even if this is where it ends, it's yeah, still that's amazing. a great ceiling. What was your question? Oh, <laughs> oh, has anyone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, uh, I had an idea for a game uh, back. This is back when I was really into car driven games. So it was a car driven idea. And it was in, like, 2008, and I emailed Jason Matthews, you know, co-designer of Twilight Struggle and all those games, and he and I went back and forth for about a year with it, and we ended it with he was too busy to work on it with me, but that he was open to working with me in the future, and I was too busy with Mad Men at the time to really commit to it anyway, and neither of us have picked up the phone since, so maybe it's a dead uh, thing, but there still hasn't been a game exactly like it. Uh, theme wise, I mean, I guess there are games. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yes. <laughs> God damn it! I just will talk forever. <laughs> hey, for us, it's gold. So we'll take okay, it. Good. We'll take Sorry. it. Sorry. We'll anyway, no, yes, no I worries. had an idea, and maybe, maybe hey. someday, yes, someone's willing to do all the work. Hey, but, uh, otherwise, that's pick up the phone and call him. Damn you! Yeah. We'll it, it will work. It'll work. You know what you should do? Make What's a damn, make a damn mad, mad, madman game. Come on. Well, you're not the first person to say that. Um, the problem is, our boss would. It's unlikely he'd ever let that happen. Oh, is he? Um, is he that kind of person? Well, he's. You know, he's just. Um, <laughs> as he should be, I think he's protective of the brand mm-hmm. of the show because he wants it to be sort of his baby, uh, pure. You know, it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it. I mean, if you look around, you don't see uh, Mad Men T-shirts, hats, uh, coffee. I mean, unless they are. Ripoffs. You don't see official gotcha. brand stuff. Gotcha. Very rarely do you. Gotcha. And I think that uh, not. I think that's intentional. Yeah. And and I uh, I respect that totally. And also, what the hell would a Mad Men game be? I mean, it'd be a work replacement game. What are you talking about? What I, like I advertising? Yes. Or or cheating on your wife? I mean, I don't. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like I don't know. It'd be ad- it'd be advertising, but then you can maybe have a little backstabbiness in the background. It would probably be just as good as Happy Days of Board Game, which we have played. Right? Oh, good for you. I am really good. so happy for you guys. Yeah. We, have, we have a spot called Weird Games on the podcast, so we have to play some shitty games. Uh-huh. Just uh-huh. the way it is. Just Why don't you cancel is. that segment? What's that? Cancel that segment, and then you don't have to do that anymore. That's true. That's true. You can have a segment called Really Great Games. <laughs> just play those. Well, we were just talking about Jimmy Fallon on, on his show has a thing about and I can't remember what the segment's called, but they used, like, three of the games that we used in our first spot, almost. Really? And we're like, 
what the fuck is this? Uh-huh. Interesting. Get, Someone at Fallon is listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get their lawyers on the phone. No. <laughs> All right. A couple other things. Um, a game you're ashamed that you love so much. Okay. Wow. I'm thinking about it. This is... Boy, I wish... I, you got to send these questions in advance. Um, <laughs> a game that I'm ashamed that I love so much. Okay. Um, well, there's one game that, I mean, it's a game that I genuinely love that my friends, whenever I pull it out, are like, oh, God, we're not playing that again. And um, it starts with an O. Hold on. It's been so long since I, I'm looking. Hold on. <laughs> it's, uh, it's right here on the old, uh, it's really easy to find whatever game I want on the shelf. <laughs> Just a sec. That's great. Oh, Ostracon. 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 Never heard okay, of it. so it's a, it's a game that I guess would probably fall under the category of party game, sort of, except no one has, like, actual fun playing it. <laughs> except for you. Uh, except for me. It's like, okay, so you know in Dixit where you, you've played Dixit, I presume? Yes. Okay, so in Dixit where you want some people to guess your picture, but not everyone. Yep. Right? Okay. So in Ostracon, you want to, it's sort of like that. You want to ask a question that will be answered by some of the people but not all of them oh, wow. in a particular way and it's it's a it's a two choice question it'll be like you know i prefer pepperoni or i prefer sausage right you want it to get but but the questions get more it's meant to be more philosophical than that so okay you, okay you, yeah if it was pepperoni coming, and sausage then i then i don't think i'd want to play it either exactly no 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 you come up with the questions oh. now there are it gives you suggestions of like categories but it's meant to be sort of philosophical and whatever. And uh, I just know my friends just are like, I don't, they don't, they're like, coming up the question sucks. It takes too much work. <laughs> I just love it. For some reason, I love it. That said, Dixit totally scratches the same itch, and so it doesn't really yeah. get played anymore. I um, gotcha, yeah. And everyone will play Dixit. So Ostracon, yeah. there's my one that I'm ashamed that I still love, but uh, it never, ever hits the table. Gotcha. All right, a couple more, and then we'll let you go. Have you ever used your celebrity to get something cool as far as in anything in the gaming community? Like big time that you knew that maybe someone else was in it or it's something that was like an early copy of something before it was released? Well, look, you know, um, <laughs> once in a while people send you things. They'll, uh, you know, like, you know, sometimes like Eric Lang will write to you and say, um, I have XCOM coming out. I heard that you're not able to pre-order it anywhere because it's sold out, but I could probably finagle you a copy. That kind of thing happens. <laughs> I get I get a little excited about those. I mean, the one that pops to mind, the biggest one, was, uh, do you remember when Risk Black Ops happened? Oh, yeah. So there were only a 1,000 copies of that made. Wow. And um, that was the first time that I reached out to someone. I emailed Rob Davio and said, hey, my name is Rich Summer. I'm an actor on a show called Mad Men. I would uh, like to get a copy of that to play with my friends here. And they sent me one. So I have Black Ops. So that was like, that's the one, probably the one time that I reached out and said, like, I'm Rich Summer and I'm on a TV show. Can I have your game? That's like the only time. The other times have been sort of, you know, out of out of the friendships that I've made in the business and people are generous with me. Um, but I also, I don't make any secret, you know, I talk a lot about Bonacore's games. I talk a lot about... I haven't gotten to him yet on this, but I talk a lot about Crash games. I mean, I think what Patrick Nickel is doing over there um, with the, you know, Council of Verona is fantastic. Uh, uh, 
the Yardmaster and Yardmaster Express are super fun, pay dirt, you know, all that stuff. Like, I talk about those things. And perhaps sometimes people will send me a game in advance in hopes that I'll talk about it. Sure. <laughs> but that's about the Risk Black, Black Ops is the one time that I actively uh, reached out and, and uh, yeah, nice. totally uh, used it. <laughs> hey, you got to get it where you can. That's right. <laughs> One of my last questions is, how was it uh, being a voice actor for a video game for L.A. Noir? It was awesome. I yeah. mean, it was uh, it was very weird. You know, L.A. Noir is a it was a different thing. I don't know if you know how it was made, but it was made differently than any other video game. It was done live. So, oh, wow. uh, Aaron Staten, who played Cole Phelps, the lead character in the in the sh- game, mm-hmm. who was also on Mad Men, and I were dressed in the full green suits with the ping pong balls and the whole shebang. <laughs> and we sat across from each other and did the scene in real time, acted the scene out, physically acted the scene out, gestured, all that stuff. And then you come back later and record the exact same thing where they just have a billion cameras pointed at your face and wow. it just records all of your facial movement. And then they stick that on the body that you already recorded and you have a game. So that was, that was a really unique thing uh it it led me to understand that i don't think i want to do like what uh what uh uh uh, come on smeagol uh gollum um andy circus has had to do in the lord of the rings movies that would be too much uh (laughs) but this 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 two days on la noir was was really great it it kind of got me going i mean i'm right now i'm voicing a game um called firewatch that's coming out from a company called campo santo and i'm uh recording the the lead character, the player character. Um, nice. It's a first-person game, and and I'll be the voice of the character, and that's that's been really fun. We just did a session yesterday, and it's really. Um, did you play? Do you play video games at all? Oh yeah, you betcha. Okay, so you know, Telltale Games came out with the Walking Dead games. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, them. so th- these guys are sort of an offshoot of Telltale. They left Telltale and started Campo Santo, or a couple of them did. Gotcha. And so this is a game very much in that storytelling vein, where nice. you'll you know, make choices of how you want to deal with each thing. So we record like four different story paths for every given situation. It's really, it's really interesting, but I think it'll be good. I'm really digging the story so far. That's, that's been really fun. Although it, I'm recording it all from here, from the very booth that I'm sitting in right now. And it's, um, well, if you could see me in it, it's tiny and it's really hot. And, uh, yeah. So there's, there's that, that, that does get a little tight here. I'm going to, um, actually, I'm going to take a picture of myself in here to send to you guys. It looks like I'm sitting on a toilet, sort of. There you go. I'll send you this picture on Twitter, and, and then you'll, uh, you'll know. As long as you don't send us a picture of you on the toilet, we're fine with that. No, you won't be able to tell, will you? No. 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 As from the waist up, no one will ever know. Just between us and you. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, all right. Well, Rich, this has been a blast. Thank you for coming on. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I appreciate you reaching out. Yeah. Um, before you go, do you have anything else that you want to plug besides the video game that you're doing? I, I know it's last season of Mad Men. Anything else um, going on? I have, uh, I mean, keep an eye out on the, I did an episode of The Simpsons, uh, oh, which I'm beautiful. really excited about. Just, um, it's only one scene. It's like a short thing, but that's coming out, uh, I think, in February. The episode is called My Fair Lady, F-A-R-E. There's also, I did a few episodes of uh, The Regular Show, which is a cartoon, oh, on cartoon wow. network. Yeah, um, done. I think four of those, and that's those will be coming out over the next few months. That's been a total blast. A lot of voiceover stuff has kind of been my focus as Mad Men goes away. That's great. Um, and then you know, 
There's always everybody's got a podcast idea rolling around. Uh, I think I'm finally ready to pull the trigger, and I, I, I'm hoping in the next two to three weeks to um, make that uh, official. You're doing your so, own podcast. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. So maybe I'll be calling you for an interview. Oh so. my gosh, be great. That'd be great. Uh, I love you on every podcast you've ever been on. I've heard you on the Never Not Funny and uh, Doug Loves Movies, and you're always great. So, oh, I appreciate it. I have, you know, I've I've been very fortunate to kind of fall in with those guys, and and it's been uh, fun kind of making the rounds. And so now I get to pay them back by making them come and talk about uh, board games, which will be to none of their liking. <laughs> I'm looking very forward to it. Well, at least you'll be able to talk about Monopoly and Shoots and Ladders a few times. Oh, boy, and, and won't that be fun for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thanks again, Rich. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank thanks, guys, for having yeah. me. Let's hope. Let's hope this works out. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> all the things you're nervous about when things happen, and then it happens anyway. Whatever. That's right. Wait, where are you guys located? We're in uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Eau Claire. I was. I grew up in Stillwater. You know? Yeah. So we saw that. Yes. Why did Why did you decide to go to Minneapolis or Minnesota of all places? Well, I would, I'm. I'm. I mean, I essentially grew up there. I was born in uh, Ohio. Lived there till I was eight, and then my dad got transferred to Minnesota, and we we moved to Stillwater, and uh, and so that's that's sort of where I lived until I, I lived there for to through high school, and then went to college up at Concordia up in Moorhead, Minnesota. Oh, nice! And then uh, went back to Stillwater for another year, and then and then went to grad school, and uh, from so that was in two thousand one, and I I haven't lived there since two thousand one. Yeah, but, yeah. Good, yeah. good on you. It's probably a little bit better in LA than it is here. I'm sure, right? Yeah, now. I miss it day. a lot. My wife's from Mankato. We we make it out there pretty often. Oh, good. Cool. Yeah. Now, a buddy of mine works for uh, WCCO in the cities, and he said he's actually talked to you a few times. And I thought, oh, that's kind of oh, really? that's cool. Who's yeah. your buddy? Uh, Dan Cook is his name. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Very nice. So yeah, he, we actually both used to work at the same record store, if you could believe that. So. Where in Wisconsin? Yes. Yeah, okay. we used to play. It was. Uh, Gosh, what was it called? Disc jockey at all, of all things, and then it turned into an FYI before it actually before it went under because nobody shopped there. So yeah, FYI was sort of the death knell for all of those shops. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I actually I don't feel bad about it. I I liked working at disc jockey, but when it became FYI, you could just kind of tell that it was just a oh, little, yeah. little too corporate and a little too much yeah. money for what what they were selling so all of those fyi and and uh circuit city and sam goody and music oh, land and God, all that yeah. stuff that like it just it just kind of ground out all the all the interesting stuff out of it yeah 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 it was more like hey what don't we have than what what do we have kind of thing at, listen at it's happening with asthma day now it's all listen we're all going corporate <laughs> might as well asthma day's buying everything yeah no kidding what, what are they gonna have left i mean really uh, you know, well, Gameland Games could maybe start buying some stuff after that. Oh, jeez! Uh, that Kickstarter launch today isn't that real? What is it at now? 
Uh, the last I looked, it was well into six figures. I mean, it had broken Jesus. into it broke. I'm going to look now, but I, when I I backed, I got up late, I guess, uh, and by the time I was backing, it had already, I mean, obliterated its its goal. Jeez, um, which is awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, have you played any of the tiny epic games? No, you know it's it's funny is. You know, even though we're a little podcast, it seems like, you know, we, we have a pretty much, you know, good finger on the stuff. But you know, the, the first time I heard about it is when it came up on the hotness on Board Game Geek. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what is this? And then, and then you know, when I saw what it was, I was like, why wouldn't you like that? It's tiny. It's It's got a lot to it. You know, it's that's, that's the thing. Awesome. It's, it's they say it's a micro game. It's not quite a micro. You know, I would say Love Letter is like a micro game. This is like a. It's a small game, but it's super portable. And like, I mean, I haven't played Tiny Epic Galaxies. It's at, by the way, as of right now, one hundred and eighteen thousand seven hundred four dollars out of a fifteen thousand uh, dollar goal. And it's you know, it's been up what for twelve hours or one, well, I guess sixteen hours or so. That's but crazy. it, um, uh, I've played Tiny Epic Kingdoms and Tiny Epic Epic Defenders. I like them both a lot. But they're, they're, they're you know, it's like it's it's like um, eight minute. Uh, what is it? Eight minute empire, or like, uh, you know, it's just a small. It's a, it's a lot of game in a tiny box, which is very attractive to me. I like any anytime I can fit a bunch of games in my backpack that still feel like games. I'm I'm in. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, who who doesn't like the tiny game that has a ton to it? Especially like, you know, us that are you know a little you know a little older that have kids and stuff like that. That's like you know I can't play this huge heavy yeah. Euro game every once in a while. I like the little small games that I can you know bring out every once in a while you know i think the first game that i ever played that really did that for me have you ever played ultramare no i've never heard of it actually okay so this is o-l-t-r-e-m-a-r-e and it uh i believe real grand did the full box version so now if you buy it it's like a it's a regular big box but when it was originally published i played it at a at a board game i used to do those um you know meetup.com i used to do uh board game meetups when i lived in new york city yeah. and uh i would go to this guy's place and he he would play games that he worked at like a carpet factory or like a uh, they sold carpet i don't remember anyway there were carpet samples anywhere everywhere but he pulled out this tiny box and uh, the the board was just like four little puzzle pieces and it ended up being maybe like i don't know eight or nine inches on a side like a really small board oh, wow. and then um but then it was like a full game so this is back in 2000 five maybe i think maybe when okay. it first came out 2005 yeah. 2006 uh it's great it's a great game i didn't love the the fully published game but anyway that was the first time that i played like a i pulled out a game that i was like this is so much more game than i thought it was going to be being in this tiny box and i really uh it's kind of stuck with me that i, I will try any tiny game <laughs> to see if there's enough meat on it to justify what little space there is in my in my backpack if, it, if it's the, the 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 risk the the like reward to space ratio uh is important to me yeah. like i, I want to know that whatever i jam in there is gonna you know uh make sense anyway yeah. wow yeah, i'm sure. just uh, gonna keep talking yeah no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we haven't even started yet come on oh yeah Jeez. sorry 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 we should get now, started okay, now sorry. our yeah now our 15 minutes are up now you're gonna have to go <laughs> goodbye thank you all right well let's get into it thank you for coming on by the way i appreciate it is everything okay is everything okay on your side it's all good, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. You were just so so abrupt. I just wanted to make sure everything was cool. So. No, it, it's okay. It was just a, it was a phone call I had to take. <laughs> oh, that no came worries. Literally at the second you were trying to call yeah, me. Yeah, no worries. As soon as, as soon as I got it, as soon as I called you, I was like, he's busy. Uh, what's, yep. I, I'll just wait for him. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <about laughs> no that. worries, no worries. 
We're all busy. It's okay. All right.